Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to White Wine Question Time. On this week's show, we're still in the home of Hannah and Jake Graff, and you might want to go back and have a listen to that episode before you carry on with this. Jake Graff is a writer, director and actor who you may likely recognise from the film Colette with Kieran Knightley. Not too shabby. He's also the cover star of this month's Attitude magazine alongside Gokwan. Jake is a man born in the wrong body who decided to transition at the age of 28 and he campaigns for trans rights and education around the world. Alongside Jake is his wife Hannah Graff. Hannah is a woman born in the wrong body. She is also the highest ranking trans officer in the British Army or was until she left in December last year. She was recently and rightfully awarded an MBE. And since retiring from the army, she now works in advocacy for trans rights and education. And this year was named Stonewall's Trans Role Model of the Year for changing the army's policies and developing a new guideline on gender identity. Thank you both so much for having me, Jake and Hannah. Welcome to White Wine Question Time. So picking up where we left off, we've spoken a lot about trans issues and now I'd like to spend some time on this episode talking to you both as individuals and as a couple and as a potential family in the making. I love talking babies. <laughs> Pull the arse off you, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. So are you ready for your first question on week two? No. <laughs> <laughs> Tough, it's coming at you, Jay. Yes. Um, 
Can we talk about your plans for a family? Because, Jake, you worked as a manny for 20 odd years, supporting yourself whilst you acted, wrote, and directed. Um, what does what does starting a family look like for you both? I mean, it's you know it's early days for us. I think, I mean, when before Jake and I even met and we spoke on the phone, Jake said to me, "Do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids?" So oh, straight, isn't that yeah. within five minutes of getting her on the phone? Really? I'm yep, smooth like that. Genuinely. Oh my God, were you scared? Um, I wasn't scared as you might think, actually. But I mean, full on. But, uh, but 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 then, by the same token, had this woman who I'd never met said, "Actually, I I can't stand kids." That would have been the end of that because I have, since the age of 15, worked with, you know, I, I used to take home my friends, little brothers and sisters, pick them up, take them home, do their homework. I've always loved kids. I was always the, the person at the wedding who would be charging around with the, with the little ones and entertaining. I began working as a manny, well, at the time as a nanny, um, when I was about uh, probably 19 years old. I've looked after kids from newborn up to age 11 and that's always been kids have always been my passion and I absolutely love kids I worked in a in working going around primary schools in the in London for six years where I would do photography workshops with kids all, all primary schools, so sort of three up till 11 I absolutely love kids so for me the thought of not ever being a father would was just completely foreign so that was that was a deal breaker for you absolutely absolutely so you know it was really important to me when Hannah said I've not really been around young kids a lot or in fact kids at all however I'm open to it I was like well great and and that's something that we sort of you know tentatively obviously like once she'd said yes I kind of left it for the next few months at least <laughs> <laughs> um, but um you know like it, it, it it's something that we've always talked about when we knew that we were kind of serious you know much as I always sort of said to her you know because I'm very cool like that if I proposed to you would you say yes literally for about <laughs> a year before I actually proposed and she said yes every time and oh. that, that was what kind of you know fueled my fire because I, I do like certainty I'm not good with uncertainty well, you've he lived really with a lot isn't. of it, haven't you? That is our secret. Thank you, Kate. What a level of understanding here. <laughs> you've lived with an awful lot yeah, of it. Yeah, I do, I do have, as Hannah will say, control issues. Having had no control over my body, myself, my life, my existence for far too long, I'm now, I, I can be quite controlling, can't I, my love? Yes. I mean, <laughs> one might say that's a bit of an understatement. <laughs> but I still love you. It's how I, it's, how, it's how I navigate life by knowing what time, when, where. I mean, when we went on holiday to New York a couple of weeks ago, before we go, which Hannah sort of likes as well, we draw out a calendar and write which restaurant we're going to on which day and when and where and which part of town and where. Nothing like a relaxing break, I eh? know. <laughs> <laughs> What's on the itinerary today? Well... Zero nine hundred. This restaurant. Go. Yeah, the army training in yeah. you must must be you know must have, have given you kind of a, a good fallback to deal with Jake and his. Yeah, Jake. Every time she doesn't deal ways. with me, she she embraces me. Every time that we like, Jake likes me to navigate everywhere because Jake has the sense of direction of a goldfish, and so um, <laughs> every time I do it, you know, and everyone says, "Oh, Hannah's in the all doing all the directions." What is it you say? You've navigated through Afghanistan. Well done. Yeah. Though she's navigating. I'm, but literally, I'm, I'm, I'll follow her along the street, not having a clue where I'm going. I'm like, tell me which way we're going. And she'll go left and right. And right. I'm like, for God's sake, why aren't we there yet? You know, you've taken tanks through Afghanistan. 
But luckily for me, she tried to navigate Streatham High Road. Yeah, (laughs) no, Streatham High Road. I'm all right. It's New York. This weird grid system that Hannah explains to me. It's so easy. It makes it so easy. It's so easy. the other day, it was built for people like us, but can't read maps. I was walking through the West Villas the other day, and I said to Hannah, "Are we in Chinatown yet?" And she's like, "Do you even know where we are?" Uh, Well, clearly not. (laughs) You, I like. I'll walk you to a restaurant that you've been to loads and loads of times. Do you know where you are? And like. No, where am I? <laughs> and then I like point out the sign. Oh, yeah, there we are. Yeah, we all have our strengths, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, Hannah, when it comes to parenting, um, I mean, obviously surrogacy is something that you have spoken about before. Um, it's not an easy process, but you are really familiar with processes that are not easy. <laughs> yeah, where, it's, where are you in your process in terms of achieving your ambitions to become? It's parents? quite, it's, say, it's quite early days still. Um, it's uh, one of the difficult things it, is the funding that you require to go through surrogacy. So um, the laws that are set up mean that in the UK you can't pay for a surrogate. And so, and you, you can't... Can cover sign, their costs. You can, you, yeah, you can absolutely cover all their expenses, etc. Um, but the other thing is you can't do is that you can't sign like a legal document up front saying this is exactly what's going to happen to the child. And so what a lot of people do for that certainty to, and to do it quicker is to go abroad to places like um, America and Canada where you can where you can pay for these things. You can get your certainty, you can know it's happening and you can find someone a lot easier. But we don't really have that level of funding that's required. Well, that's... That, what, that, what is that level of funding? What does that look like? I mean, you're looking at probably about £45,000. There's, there's... In the UK or yeah. abroad? Uh, uh, no, I mean, over here, abroad, I mean, in, in the US it goes up to, and we have friends who've paid $150,000. Um, and, you know, like anywhere... You know, here they've been very, the government has, and the legislation is very much geared towards protecting the surrogate and to preventing it from becoming an industry as it has in many other countries, yeah. um, which is a good thing. You know, you, I think anything that sort of becomes like um, cottage business like that, where people are really desperate and obviously people want, you know, when you want kids, it does become a, a, a driving source a driving power behind you and people will do pretty much anything they can to to have kids and so you know in this country they've they've angled it so that it's not becoming the industry that has elsewhere but by the same token that makes it really really hard for people like Hannah and I to find someone um obviously you know as as a transgender couple we're also very aware that a lot of people don't want to work with a trans couple because of everything that we've talked about last week um so you know it's it's harder for us um we will find someone it's just it's not even just finding the person it's finding that money because you know a lot of young couples our age and i call myself a young couple maybe that might not be totally accurate (laughs) but a lot of people our age are looking to buy a first home or hoping to buy a first home for us that's not even at the moment on the horizon because you know for us at the moment it's all about being able to find a surrogate and afford a surrogate and pay everything from her medical fees to her pregnancy wear to her vitamins to her health insurance to her life insurance to her everything else you know that's where our hearts are focused and where our hearts are set at the moment and so you know that's kind of a, a, an overriding the overriding factor which is why Hannah and I work ourselves to the bone Hannah works very hard and we do lots of speaking engagements and we do lots of um, panels and we do lot, pretty much everything we can to fund hopefully a little baby of our own oh. that's the plan that's the plan and 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 do you do you think that that's something that you'll be able to achieve in 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 the not too distant future? I believe it's something we'll do. I think there's a you know I'm quite one for that kind of positive mental attitude of really just kind of believing something will happen and 
you know, that's what Jake says, put it out in the universe and, you know, and you'll see what comes back. So, And finding that, that, that one person that is, is right for your family setups, a surrogate that will come in and help to support your dream um, and not find the problems in, and, and the preconceptions that you may have come up against otherwise because you're a trans couple. I mean, I, I'm really hopeful that that person is, is out there and I, and I believe they are somewhere and I hope we connect with them and I hope that you know, the, the stars align and, you know, we managed to, to move forward with that person. I mean, I think anyone who's willing to, to be a surrogate by definition is an incredible person. How amazing, altruistic to, to, to go through that process just to see someone else, um, you know, have the, the family, their dreams, I think is absolutely incredible. And, um, and so I think the majority of surrogates are more likely to be maybe open to someone like Jake and I, because I think they're quite altruistic and nice people to begin with. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not just it's not just you know, accepting us as trans people. It's you know, them wanting the same sort of relationship post you know, you know, surrogacy if all goes to plan and all the rest of it. So, so yeah, I think um, yeah, I believe they're out there, and I hope we find them. I mean, what what we found, you know, is that sort of through speaking to various people um, who have been surrogates before, is that you know, it, it genuinely is just a desire to give someone what to us is the ultimate gift. Mm. You know, I think there is a lot of there's a lot of you know again like like with trans people a lot of people don't understand surrogacy they don't get it they don't get the driving forces behind it they don't really understand why anyone would give that to someone else and i think you know most surrogates have had their own families have got their own kids and just genuinely want to give that gift that ultimate gift to someone else and anyone who would do that i think is well, uh, it, it's it for us. I, I mean, I can't even put it into words what that would be to us. So you know, fingers crossed. You'll well, never that, know a love like it. Yeah, I mean, it's, just you know, just from the kids that I, you know, the, the the last family that I worked with two years ago now, and I was with them for three years. Two amazing little boys, and I still make a point of seeing them at least once a month. Mm-hmm. And they were at our wedding. One of them was my second best man, and Aww. he at eleven gave the most moving speech. It's amazing. I mean, the room was in floods and it was just beautiful. He, one of his quotes was, you know, every day when you walk up to the school and I see you standing at the top of the steps, my heart skips a beat. <laughs> I was like, was like, and then his younger brother came up and played under the sea on the viola. And it was just phenomenal. I mean, for, you know, for us, our, even our wedding was very kid heavy. We had my godson, we had my niece and nephew, we had the two boys and it was just incredible. I can't, I can't even imagine how we had that wedding without those kids there because kids for me are life, our joy, our hope, our laughter. And, you know, I, as I say, I cannot say strongly enough how, how much we desire to have our own kid. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, when... Uh, the younger boy did the viola on the um under the sea it was so it was the cutest thing i've ever seen because obviously it's a wedding everyone's kind of like chatting it's quite noisy lick it up um and then you know everyone went deadly silent as he went through a chorus of under the sea it wasn't necessarily you know he's what was he just grade, grade two one, grade, grade one? two as tuneful as it could have been yeah but full and of love. as soon as he finished the room erupted um if surrogacy doesn't work out for you, have you considered adopting? 100%. I mean, again, for Hannah and I, there is no future where we don't have a kid. So we will try our best at surrogacy. 
And then if not, then as we've had many friends who, who are doing at the moment, we will get into adoption. We will go through all the rigmarole and all the hoops and all the bureaucracy. And then we will hopefully have ourselves a, a young child, a baby or a young child that we can love and nurture and bring up as our own or several twins. I've always wanted twins, twin boys. Anyone, anyone? Be careful twin what boys? you wish for. That's all I'm saying. Oh God, I would. Oh, I, we would kill for twin we, boys. We, we have slightly, I mean, I, we have slightly different, differing opinions on whether or not we should have twins. Well, because I've looked after twins. I looked after uh, twin boys from the age of two till five and they were just amazing. They had their own language. They entertained each other for hours. They were just adorable. And for me, twin boys would be the dream. Bish, Hannah? bash, bosh, in one go. I think I love twins, like, but just not as babies. Like, <laughs> you kind of have to do the baby Yeah, bit. I know. That's why I'm thinking maybe we'll just take one at a time. You know, um, look, whatever comes our way, I'll be extremely grateful. That's all I can say. and consider to be the most important trait um, to role model to your children? Ooh, I mean, that's quite a difficult question to answer, really, isn't it? It's deep. Um, yeah. Uh, I just think love, and it, it sounds almost cliched, but I think just love in every situation when times are great, when times are bad. And I mean, that's what I felt from. I always felt loved by my my family and especially when you go through that transition like you know Jake and I have done but through all the good times and the bad times just knowing that there's that unequivocal love unconditional unconditional love and that I think um having grown up in a very loving household that's what I would say I hope that's a a good answer and not too cliched <laughs> not at all not at all Jake I think, you know, I'd like to, to teach our kids and to show that we are loving people, that we are accepting people, that we are respectful people. I think, you know, being one able to... One thing she said. One thing. I'm never going to just stick to one thing. Come on, show, show, show me my similar. But I think, you know, to, to just... Cheating. To give a kid a, a calm, loving home, I think is... Which so many young people don't have. And, you know, I think that for a kid to feel safe mm. and to feel calm... Um, I think would be an amazing thing to, to you know, that the, the kid knows that it's loved. They are loved no matter what. Do you worry, do you worry that by taking, that, that any child of yours will then have to deal with, with, with some of the, the fallout from the fact that they have trans parents? And when I say fallout, I mean the discussions, the, the, you know, in the playground, the, mm. the commentary, uh, the difficulties that you've had to live with. And, and how do you plan to, to work with that? I think... Again, you know, we've got lots of friends who are gay parents and who've had to negotiate and navigate those, sorry, not negotiate, but navigate those entire, that, you know, those exact same stormy seas possibly. And I think, you know, so long as you are surrounding your child with good people and so long as you are showing it love and so long as you are teaching it from an early age and not trying to hide things from it and not trying to sort of, you know, brush over things, kids will ask questions, their friends will ask questions. But I think it's just how you approach it from an early age. And as I say, you know, surround yourself with good people who will make that child feel like what they are and who they are and who you are is just the most natural thing in the world. Um, I mean, you know, I asked that question about half a mile from here. I have two friends, uh, two, 
uh, two gay men who have um, married and adopted a brother and a sister. And those kids are just, they're, they're, they're amazing. They have had no pushback at school. They've had nothing but a warm embrace from their, their family, their community, the wider community. So part of me doesn't even know why I asked that because I am already seeing and um, experiencing for myself examples of you know what a family unit looks like i'm a single parent you know i had a woman knock the door and she's she's clearly knocking the door because she wanted me Could to I speak to your husband please yeah yeah this is what um you know have you found god i said no are you looking for him and uh she said is your husband in i said oh i don't have one and then my son appeared and she went, oh um like literally i was she like did not say omg no she did not say that i could just see the oh, I've, I've i've knocked on the door of this you know a sinner. A sinner! I, I wish you luck in your search for God. Bye-bye. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Judgment comes judgment, judgment comes to everyone's door. Some more so than others. Some more so than others. Um, Hannah, when you were awarded an MBE very recently by the future King of England, Prince William, did he, uh, did he share any parenting advice with you? No, unfortunately, I mean, you don't get a huge amount of time to chat. And as much as I would like, you know, me and Will's become best buddies. <laughs> I don't think that was the environment to, to make that happen. Uh, no, we talked a little bit about why I got my award and, and that was about it. But still very magical day nonetheless. <laughs> and, and amazing because out of everyone who was out of the 75 people who were there that day being knighted, MBE'd, OBE'd, only Sir Michael Palin... And my lovely wife were blasted out by the royal family Twitter and Instagram accounts, a respective 6.2 million, 4.8 million. And it was quite cute because uh, Sir Michael, who's obviously, you know, done a huge amount for geography and culture and Monty Python, um, was not the first uh, Instagram pick. So on the actual main royal page, it's Hannah. And then you flick over and then you see Is he the Sir swipe? Michael. He's the swipe. <gasps> Hannah's, look, Hannah's the main. Look at you, spoken like a proud husband. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean obviously it was pretty cool when it was happening but i still think it's incredible that whether or it was you know and someone actually from the royal family or you know the pr the institution whatever but still the royal family as a as a whole decided to i'm gonna cover my microphone because i'm waving around my face gesticulating yeah as, as an as an entity the the royal family decided to to put out to their worldwide followers that someone who is transgender is being awarded and particularly that person being in uniform. So I, you know, I'm obviously I'm, I'm proud personally that I got that award. I think it's much more important to see institutions like the Royal family, like the military being proud of transgender people and the things that they can bring. And that's what gives me most pride about that day. I think. And they were, they, you know, they, they were very public about their support and that is invaluable just as Prince William last week was asked rather clumsily in an interview if if one of your children was gay it wasn't what, an interview actually he was talking to a guy at the um, Albert Kennedy Trust it was yes it was oh yeah. it was, was it Tim yeah. Tim Sigsworth and he just said you know can I just ask and he, and he was he was just somebody that uses the centre mm. and just said can I just ask you know how you'd feel if your children were gay mm. Really, not a problem it, yeah you know? and, and uh, you but know, can you have imagined that even 20 years well of ago? course not mm. and and what's great is that you know I, I actually posted it on Facebook a couple of days ago and a few people said but why did he even need to say that and I re responded because of the world we live in and obviously as a patron for Albert Kennedy Trust 
we have seen a massive spike in the last uh, two or three years of young trans kids of colour and, in, you know, that sort of intersectionality from faith backgrounds being kicked out for being trans. And, you know, that our future wonderful... Go, Willie. That Prince Go, Willie. Willie. <laughs> Prince William. That Prince William would have said that so publicly, I think is amazing. And, you know... I, I, I'm very, very proud of my wife. I'm very, very proud that she is now on the Royal Family Instagram for forevermore. The only sad thing about that was that they omitted to tag her because Hannah's kind of struggling around the 25,000 mark. Had, <laughs> oh, they, had they tagged point. her, she would have rocketed with their 6.2 million, but they, they just named her. They didn't use a tag, which still makes me sad to this day because she's, she's lagging behind my 75,000. You're showing off now. I, I, <laughs> I think it's really important that we talk about your MBE because it was a seminal moment. It was a turning point moment for the army, for the royal family, for the LGBT and trans community. I think that I, th I think you were the star of a really important show that day. I say really, really honoured. Of course I am. How could I not be pleased and excited and happy that it happened? But I think it's really important to to talk about how we got to a point where a transgender army officer was getting awarded and there's a huge amount of work and individuals who've done unseen and unrecognized work to, to get me there you know it's a it's almost again almost cliche but to quote Isaac Newton you know standing on the shoulders of giants right and there were people before me who were transgender in the military there were people before them who were transgender in society you know it's 50 years from the Stonewall riots in in America that started the LGBT movement where people were still being bullied up bullied up bullied and beaten and it took people to stand up against a police that was ready to come you know to fight them and riot against them and because of that i happened to be there in that moment a few weeks ago and i just think it's really important to know that i was in the right place at the right time and um so whilst i'm obviously personally proud of my achievements and you know and the, the things that I've personally done I've it's really important to me and I think to to our community to recognize that so many people put in so many hard hours people who you know in reality have you know, lost their lives to for us to be in a position where I was so very very proud but just trying to keep the context of it's really an award for the entire community in my eyes but you were also gutsy enough to lend your voice and to to put yourself out there um and that that is a massive part of that that recognition for the mba so whilst that is incredibly right and generous of you i think you don't play your part and the lady doth protest a little too much Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, last question. Really, Kate? Really, last one. I'm finding this very hard to believe. <laughs> what do you think that you have taught and learned from each other about love? I mean, Jake taught me that I was genuinely worthy of love. Because um, before I met him, I didn't think I was. Um, so I've definitely got him to thank for that. I think Jake has taught me the value of loyalty. You will never meet anyone in your life as loyal as Jake is. And um, and I mean that in the best possible way. Um, so, yeah, I think... I, have, having never dated before, Jake, it is, you know, it's a little bit hard because I don't have a reference point to put it back against, but... Um, I, <laughs> Which I, has served me well. <laughs> yeah. It could be that just Jake's a really rubbish husband and I don't know it. Um, <laughs> oh, babe, that's so sweet. I know, I've really, really turned on you there, haven't I? Um, <laughs> yeah, it started off so really nicely. Well. <laughs> what a switch, gosh. Bitch. Backlash. <laughs> All I know is that um, Jake has always made me feel like I'm the centre of his universe, of his universe, and uh, I love him for that. I don't know if that's really answered the question, but maybe I'll yeah. end it there. No, that's, that, that thing that more than answers the question. And, and what's Hannah taught you? Hannah has taught me, um, I don't know, Hannah, I, I, I see my relationship with Hannah very differently. Obviously, I, before I met her, I'd never thought of marrying anyone. There was never anyone that I hadn't quite honestly grown bored of. Um, and, but yeah, and yet you said to her within five minutes of speaking to her, kids, marriage, you in or out? Yes, but then bearing in mind, I didn't know her then, but within, you know, four or five weeks, we really clicked. She's really bright. She's really funny. She doesn't know who, you know, popular culture figures are largely. But other than that, she's, you know, hilarious and she makes me laugh for hours. And she, you know, sometimes will say things. She's very quick, very cutting, very dry and will just make me giggle out loud sometimes. She's really, really kind. She's incredibly thoughtful. She goes above and beyond. She just, you know, she's made a huge effort with my family. My family absolutely adore her. They like her more than they like me. And she just, it's, as I say, I could imagine, you know, we, we joke about dying outside Nando's at the age of 95 together with kind of Nando's napkins flying in the, I don't even know how that came about, but we've got whole scenarios about how we're going to die together at sort of 95 at Nando's. years old. Oh, it's I, I poetic. Mean, so I know, it is. It, go on. Jake ha, ha, being the classy man he is, yep. loves a Nando's. <laughs> I, do. Nando's. I, love a Nando's. Um, I do, I do. And I think we were literally in a Nando's one day. I think you said, I love Nando's so much, I want to die here. <laughs> 
<laughs> was that what it was? We do. We have had these scenarios quite often where we're like, you know, are we going to die in bed together, like in the notebook, or are we going to die outside Nando's with like the the Nando's napkins? You know, Jake had float. this vision of him lying dead on the floor, me like on my knees, crying up to the sky, oh, saying, no! "Why God?" with burning napkins yeah. floating around us. Yeah, no, it in was a pool of peri peri sauce. Yeah, I think it's because you you dragged me out of the burning Nando's or something, and then you obviously collapse on my body and you die at the same time because whatever happens we want to die at the same time um, so long as it's well into the future and <laughs> yeah. um, not now and uh, although given tonight well <laughs> no but we you know Hannah honestly has shown me real undying love that I could imagine kind of carrying us through and as I say you know I've never I'd never thought about marrying anyone before Hannah and with Hannah it just sort of seemed like the right thing to do and and here we are and you know when she walked in earlier on today I I still thought my god my wife is beautiful and we had a bit of a cheeky snog and then you obviously rang the doorbell and ruined it all. Thanks Soz. <laughs> I have to say when you answered the door I did look at you in your cut-offs and thought god I'd love a pair of legs like that Hannah. That's what I think every day. Yeah you've got great legs. <laughs> she has got you great really legs. Have. Yep. You really have. One thing I would love to know from you both is if you could make any changes that would make transitioning easier, what would they be? I would love it if people understood that young people who are presenting repeatedly over years and years and years or telling their parents years and years and years that this is who they are. These kids, which was the case for me, dread puberty because you know I when I was younger I always had quite curly hair so my mum let me wear it quite short and so for, for for most most of my kind of younger life you know it was much easier for me than it was for Hannah to you know look in roll I would wear jeans and I would wear shorts and I would really fight against those sort of special occasions where my mum would want to stick me in a dress and so you know largely I was able to kind of move through society looking like a little boy which thank god because I think it kind of got me through a lot of those difficult earlier years but I knew that when puberty hit that was when everything was going to come crashing down and my body would betray me and I would find it hard to be around people I would find it hard to look in a mirror I would find it I mean I, I, I dreaded it for years I would pray to God every night that I'd wake up as a boy I would wake up in tears every morning when I was still in that same body and this was you know when I was seven or eight years old I was absolutely filled with terror and dread every single minute of every single day and when puberty hit at sort of 12 or 13 years old I would punch myself in the chest I would strap everything down I would you know it was I literally very very early could not look at myself and could not look at my own reflection I was filled with so much self-disgust and self-loathing because the reflection looking back at me gave filled me with humiliation and embarrassment and and just revolt you know quite quite literally so if there was anything I could say having spoken to all these young mermaids kids in fact Hannah and I shot a film last year called Listen with five mermaids kids and they were all in varying stages one was 11 going up to 15 one of them had already kind of hit puberty and was really, really struggling with suicidal thoughts because of that. And all, all I could say is, you know, fine, make the kids jump through the hoops that they're already made to jump through. Make them have to convince you. But once they've convinced you that this is who they are and they have told you repeatedly over years and years and years, let them have those blockers before they hit that puberty. Because all that that does is drive these kids to wanting to kill themselves, wanting to hurt themselves, wanting to cut bits off, wanting to genuinely just be anywhere but but in those bodies that they're, that they're in. Um, and you, they are filled, I was filled with so much so much self-hatred that that carried through for many many years and affected my self-esteem and my self-belief and everything you know my 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 20s well into my late 20s 
possibly even still to this day, because you are filled with so much self-disgust and self-doubt. And if I could say anything, it is listen to those kids and please NHS and please doctors get on board and help those kids before they hit what is one of the most disturbing and horrific times in a young person's life if you're transgender. I mean, you might want to clarify what, what a blocker, blocker is. is. Yeah, so, I was that, well, Hannah, you are infiltrating you. my mind. Thank you, wife. <laughs> so, yeah, a blocker. What is a blocker? Because so blocker is a, it's a drug that essentially prevents the onset of puberty and what it's very useful for so when kids have come out and said they're transgender um and they are not of an age to take um cross-sex hormones which is the 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 hormones of the um opposite sex to allow them to their bodies develop in the way they want rather than the way we do estrogen or testosterone Mm -hmm. yeah um but you have to you have to be a certain age to, to have access to those medications and they are um kind of body altering stuff and so i understand there's a a rationale by not wanting to do that too early but all these blockers do is put you essentially in a kind of state of stasis stasis yeah which is where so if you know if, if jake is a you know as a young child that onset of puberty was coming he could take these drugs and it would just delay his puberty it, and it wouldn't change the course it would literally it would be like an arrested development yeah so so literally my you know my chest wouldn't have grown all the other changes mm. wouldn't have happened all of these things that you know were truly nightmarish for me my body would have just you know and I, and there are people who say but this is irreversible damage it's not irreversible damage it literally as, as Hannah says just kind of puts the brakes on you're given those extra few years and for me you know much as I would have been not developing around all my friends I would have still felt much more comfortable in my own self true and to yourself th- yeah and that to me would have been a huge relief and then when I'd got to you know sort of I think at the time it probably would have been 18 I think now it's 16 but when I could have said look I've known this since I was two for God's sake let me get on and take these hormones which in my case would have been testosterone and obviously then I would have had the normal male puberty where I would have developed muscles my voice would have dropped um, I would have grown a beard and so on that to me would have been life altering and for young trans girls you know we see a lot of these girls who who have lived looking very much like pretty little girls and then they start looking in the mirror and they see a beard growing and they Mm. see their jaws changing and they see their hands growing and they see themselves getting where they're taller than all the other girls and the feeling of dread that these kids feel and all they are doing they're literally going back and forth to these doctors and begging literally saying help me save me give me the blockers and give me those extra couple of years and also you know aside from anything else the 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 um, NHS savings on surgeries and hormones and everything else that those would affect that these kids would never have to have as I did top surgery or you know all these other operations that we have to have because we've gone too far through, into the other people. into the wrong but gender I, I guess the counter argument that is um that, that you get to make that decision when you're old enough to vote when you're considered an adult when you're old enough to know your own mind um that is an argument that must come back a lot yeah uh, but- when you when you present that as a solution we, we we allow kids under the age of 18 to make decisions all the time. It's just this one feels uncomfortable because it's it's unusual and to because us. Because people don't understand it. Yeah. And but this the, but the whole point is that this is not the this it's not really the decision. This is putting off the decision until everyone feels like they're in a better place to make an informed decision. If anyone listening to the show has been affected or inspired to pick up this conversation, what are the organizations that are going to be most helpful? 
So Mermaids, um, the Mermaids charity is obviously amazing if you are a young trans person and you would like some help. If you are the parent of a trans child, then you can obviously also get in touch with Mermaids. Or if you're the brother or sister or other of a, in fact, anyone, if you know, if you know a young trans person from the age of three to 19 who may need help or support, then please get in touch with the Mermaids charity. And they're on www.mermaids.org.uk. And what if you're not 19? What if you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s? Where do you go to find a friendly ear and a whole world of help? Um, you've got places like uh, Switchboard, which is a, a kind of phone line for people who are, need support from the LGBT community. There's loads of LGBT kind of like youth groups and kind of um, organizations in your area. If you Google your area, you will find them. You've got places like Stonewall. You've got Albert Kennedy Trust, which is great for people who find themselves um, if they're kicked out of home. So there's loads of stuff out there. You know, please do um, use Google and see what's out there. And if you're really struggling, then give Jake a call. And also, oh, let's, let's, you're good, you two. Let, let's not also forget the power of Facebook. When I was coming out years ago, I found Facebook community and Facebook uh, groups for trans people. There's the Facebook Transgender Alliance. Um, there is obviously the YouTube trans community, which is massive. When I was really lost, I didn't know any real trans guys in the UK. I found the Facebook, um, sorry, the YouTube FTM community, and that's female to male. Um, and there are thousands of young guys out there putting their stories, putting their transitions. It's, it's absolutely inspiring because you can see young people so willing to help other people yeah. and they are documenting every stage of their transition from the first little whisker on their chin to their voice dropping, to their top surgeries, to their lower surgeries. So, you know, if you are really in need, reach out. And a lot of these people, if you message them on YouTube, will get back to you and, and give you as much help and as much support as you need. It is never too old to transition. I get messages from people people in their 70s saying is it too old is it yeah. too late and i would always say absolutely not because Can't better be to better. live one yeah better to live one day walking down the street proudly standing tall as your authentic self than to leave this world never having felt the real you um i have outstayed my welcome no kate let's do more <laughs> new episodes four episodes maybe even five who knows <laughs> no, you, like I, I know you, you probably want me to go right now no i'll say that if we had been drinking three glasses of wine my god we'd be sozzled by now it'd be a lock-in wouldn't it i have to say honestly it's been an absolute pleasure to have you so. thank you so much do come again you don't mean that i absolutely do <laughs> what else you do i'd like to just say thank you to you both for your time for your hospitality but mostly for your honesty um and and that MBA uh, MBA and yeah, that MBA. MBA was oh my god I haven't even had a drink. <laughs> well, well, you're just high on us. I am. That's what we do. I'm We're high, totally intoxicated. High on the grass. Uh, the MBA, uh, all of the awards, all of the accolades, and all of the responsibility that you carry around, all of it's deserved because you, you carry it all so well. Um, and thank you. If you would like to speak with Jake or Hannah on Instagram, then here's the handles to follow. Uh, I am at, at Hannah W two five three, and I'm um, Jake underscore Graph with one F five. So Jake underscore Graph five, and I'm guessing that you do check your DMs. Lots. Always. As always, this podcast has been produced by Caitlin Mercer for Yahoo with me, Kate Thornton. Music is provided by Andy Bell, who has new music out, a solo album, no less, uh, under the guise of Glock.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.